0: Responded back yet, but probably because you know maybe they're sleeping or something. I don't know. (laughs)
1: They'll
0: they'll text support, you know. They don't answer you directly. (laughs) But anyway, all right. Um, So
1: ask them if it's plugged in.
0: Yeah, did you turn it off and on and off again? All right. I'm gonna start us. We'll just get going. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance prison room podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can read current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h a-n-s-e-n dot u-s On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use there. this to learn over how there. to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone or tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate in con- connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, over all there. of these oh, are available on the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r-a-b-r dot dot Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's of Star Wars. I am Kyle, John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. Looky, he, he does exist. He, he's real. He, he's not hiding from us somewhere in, in the basement. Uh, Scott's here. Yay. Somebody,
1: somebody has a smile on their face and they're not just going to sit there and read shit.
0: What? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. So, um, let's see where are we at. So today we're talking about Star Wars Andor, Episode Nine. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Is what he said, right? Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, please send us feedback. You know, and uh, and then we're gonna go through the episode uh, and come up with a question of the week and then, uh, you know, kind of give our opinions and stuff on it, too. So um, this is kind of a lot going on in this episode. Of course, I'm used to doing uh, the Tales of the Jedi ones, which were really short. Um, I mean, there's a couple of those episodes that I did that are only, the recording I did is only 11 minutes long, which is short. Uh So let me hit this button. Spoiler. So spoiler alert. Right. Danger. You're about to be spoiled. Yeah, cuz everything on this uh podcast is a spoiler, because we're not gonna we're not gonna beat around the bush, right, Scott? We're gonna tell you the whole thing. So you might as well skip to the end. So do that.
1: Uh, all right. We like we, we like we like naked kitties.
0: Whoa, naked! I don't know. All right. <laughs> so the episode starts out with uh, the Lieutenant uh, Deidre Miro interrogating Bix. Bix was looking pretty hot in this uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: leather pants.
0: Yeah, she was telling uh, uh, Deidre is telling um, Bix that she doesn't like to waste time. She uh, doesn't agree with her colleagues and practices. Um, She doesn't like to, uh, you know, go for the long haul. She wants to get to the meat of it right away. She,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Miro instead proposes telling Bix the facts of the case while she's still in rest. If she fails to cooperate, Miro's going to threaten her with this uh, Dr. Gorscht guy. Some um, evil mad scientist guy in the background. He's behind <laughs> her, you see. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> uh, Meryl tells Colin that they have tracked uh, Solomon Pack, which is the guy that was in the room right before they brought her in there. Um, and and basically the boss of the place where she worked at, right? Um, mm-hmm. They found uh, a hidden radio in the, in the repair yard, which was the one that uh, Bix was using when she went up to the, uh, the silo thing or whatever you want to call that. Um, that was a radio, um, and with Pax's cooperation, they were able to prove uh, this. Uh, Miro said that uh, Pax's resistance didn't didn't work very well. Eventually, they got to what they wanted to, um, and that he attended a couple separatist meetings a few years ago. Um, you know, Pax did. Uh he he met a woman who recruited him as a liaison for Ferrex when he returned Miro explained that Pax was sent uh a fractal radio unit. Um that they is what they found up in that uh thing up that she climbed up. Fractal radio unit, which to me it looked like it was just a keyboard thing. She wasn't actually talking, she was just using the keys to type and stuff. But uh
1: I thought she was just using the voice
0: okay. code. Yeah, maybe it was Morse code too. I I don't know, but there was only like uh five or six keys on the thing, wasn't it? Didn't from what we saw, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe
1: it's like maybe it's like maybe it's like a uh court reporter <laughs> thing,
0: I like, it could be, it could be. That's a good point. It could be, uh, yeah, those have like uh 10 12 keys on them or something, right? Maybe more, yeah. yeah. I don't know, uh. And Miro remarks that this uh, mysterious woman was interested in using Ferrex to acquire stolen Imperial technology and equipment. Pax was paid to keep the radio alive, and and informs Bix that she was the only one who used it, uh, and that the buyer met Pax once before being turned over to her, being turned over to Bix. Miro um, back asks Bix if she was motivated by money. Or, you know, sh- something else. Um, and the the owner of the business, he had no uh, previous uh, history or record uh, with the ISB. Um, and Miro says, okay, this is your last chance. Uh, we got all this information out of your boss, and we're going to get even more out of you. So you better cooperate now, or we're going to, you know, commence to, you know, the, the doctor behind me, on the, behind my shoulder there. Mm-hmm. I- um, uh, Bisk asks Miro if she is ISB, uh, describing her as the worst of the worst. Miro says that she wants to know everything that Bix knows, um, and about the buyer as well as Cassian. Uh, and then she asks about their, their relationship, and, she, and Bix insists that her and Cassian don't have a relationship.
1: What relationship? Um,
0: and Andor has no connection with the buyer either, because, uh, you know, that was the first time they met, basically, what she's saying. Uh, Miro says she's also seeking information on every piece of Imperial equipment that was stolen. um, And that Bix should pass along the origins, the customers, and the destinations. And Bix claims she doesn't know who the buyer actually is. Miro counters that Pax told her that she had at least six meetings with the buyer. So, you know this uh, owner guy that she worked with is kind of selling her under the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Miro says that she also sits on the radio for hours, prompting Bix to a, attempt that she contacts the customers. Uh, Miro tells Bix that the customers and, Andor have blown up buildings and, and killed guards. And I, I said customer, but I, you know, I, I keep saying that, but I think it's what they're referring to as the guy, you know, the um, the guy in the uh, antiqu- antiquity shop, right? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy. Um, blah, blah, blah. Recalls co-worker, free uh, security forces. And then she talks about how um, Andor and the buyer escaped together um, and uh, they left kind of a mess of... of her relationship and Bix says I didn't have a relationship I don't care about him um, in that way and, and and then Meryl says I'm starting to get bored here you need to say something
1: you need to say something excite like me
0: and uh, Bix says well even if I told you something you probably wouldn't believe me anyway right and, and Miro's like, uh-huh, probably, you're probably true. And she yeah. says, hey, Dr. Gorst, she's yours now. So we see him, and he's like, uh, you know, needles and, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, says that he's got a new kind of treatment or whatever. And we, then we, uh, we switch immediately to the prison. And they're working on assembling machinery and so on and they discuss an arrival of a new prisoner to replace, you know, the guy that jumped onto the thing last episode. Remember he jumped out of his bed and onto the floor? Yeah. So this guy's replacing him, um, and they've been uh, on a lot longer shifts um, to make up for his, you know, missing. Uh, And... Uh, on Andor's table, um, we've got this Olaf guy, and his hand is is hurting, probably arthritis or something weird, right? They don't really say, but he's like, "Ah, my hand. And uh, Andor volunteers to swap um, positions um, so that Olaf doesn't have to do as much with his hands, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And they get a compliment from uh, from from Kino, the the boss guy, you know the with the beard and and stuff. He's like, "Hey, you know, this is probably going to improve your performance here." He was kind of slowing you down in that position. <laughs> and he tells uh, the boss that that Taga, you know the the I guess the Indian kind of looking guy, was the one that had the idea. And. Uh, you know, one of the other guys on the table, Jim Jim Bach praises Andor for the wise move. Uh um, You know, getting praise and stuff. And um, later, Andor goes on a break to head to the refresher where he attempts to cut a pipe. He's got some sort of tool. He's cutting a pipe there. And Mm -hmm. uh, he he gets interrupted because that's when the new guy actually starts, arrives and he's got to go, you know, back on uh, whatever they call that, where they put their hands over their head and um and stuff. Remember what that's called, Scott? Tell him to go on program, is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, on program.
0: Yeah. On program. So they, so he has to go back and, and get in, in line and stuff. Um the intercom announces a new man, prisoners, uh force a new person. They 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 jolt him a little bit when he's up there on the on the catwalk you know with the, with their batons and uh, stinging him blah blah blah. andor and and, and Bernock discuss an escape plan and Bernock is, is from a different group right he's not on the same table yeah. as them is he
1: he's on a different table
0: Andor proposes pr- attacking the guards and stealing their weapons while the lift is on on unit 5 2d floor. Mm-hmm. um loy welcomes the new prisoner you know that uh, the supervisor for the floor um and giving him some you know details like we heard when he you
2: yeah, know so set up and the there. first time
0: yeah how uh, we're competing and this and that and um you know his team is still working on their uh on their uh whatever device they're making um, Olaf is determined to press on, even though he's getting weaker and weaker. Uh, they start to take longer uh, because uh, Olaf and um, the supervisor notices and says, you know, hey, just just calm down. You guys can handle this. You got it. You're not going to get in trouble. And, uh, what, there's a, there's a thing where they, uh, where they have to go out in the tunnel. What is that? The walkway tunnel? Yeah. And this one guy, uh, Burnock is the guy who's signaling people across the way. Um, and, uh, something about a prisoner on level two. And, uh, the supervisor quiets him down and says, Hey, shut up. You're going to get us in trouble. Um, and he, he explains that the prison guards cut the power after someone did not load in properly. Because, you know, we saw the uh, the lights in the tunnel flash, right? They cut, they shut off and come back on. Yeah. Um, somebody didn't load properly, which I don't know what that means. Alarm begins to blare and tells him that there's something wrong on level two. Um, something very wrong, is what he said, I think, right? And Lloyd dismisses yeah. the prisoners trying to get uh, to communicate trying to communicate with just the intercom orders all prisoners uh, proceed back to their stations <laughs> and then back uh, we, we're still with the prisoners but we're in their cells now and they're talking about you know at the end of the day and yeah. um, and or asks uh, the new prisoners if he's ever thought about escaping and uh, that's when the supervisor yeah, gets in there he did he asked a couple people right there, didn't he? They were talking yeah, about yeah. it, and then uh, he, he they noticed the new guys listening or something, and asked him about it. Yeah. Um, and then the supervisor Lori comes in and says, "Hey, you guys uh, better quit talking about that stuff. You know, we're gonna you're gonna get the guards in here. Yeah. Um,
1: They're not listening. Uh,
0: Andor says the best way to survive is not to think is is not to think about escaping. That's what." Uh, Loy tells Andor. Uh, Loy tells Andor that he has 217 shifts left to refuse to share his knowledge about the prison secrets. Andor says that the guards don't care about them and liken their predicament as being worse than droids. Loy goes to sleep while Andor continues his questioning. Uh, the new prisoner watches in silence and Andor cries out in frustration and Nobody's
2: listening. listening. Nobody. Nobody's
0: listening. Yeah. Which is our title. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Especially what we find out later on. Um, you know, uh, and, and that, you know, just so people know, that's where the title of the show came from. That's the, uh, nobody's listening is the title of the episode. Yeah. Um, okay. And so we're, we're back in the morning with the prisoners uh, the next day or something. And they're, sh- they're talking about how men are spread across shifts on level two um, because the entire level two was electrocuted to death. Uh, and and Kanoi, the supervisor, says, hey, where'd you hear about that? Um, and they turn to uh, who's, uh, another prisoner who says he heard it uh, they were making trouble. Over the UNICOM prison authorities order the prisoners to put their hands over their heads, go into uh you know program or whatever. Um Olaf mm-hmm. asks what's happening on level two when the new prisoner claims that Zink- Zinka freed them and Lloyd assaults him. Yeah, Lloyd assaults him for saying something like that. Uh yeah. andor tells Loy that
1: yeah. God, come on, people.
0: You want your work right. and new work? What are you assaulting them for? Exactly. Um and Andor tells Lloyd, hey, you need to be careful. You don't want to make the guards think that there's we know more about the prison than than they think we know. Um <laughs> and uh Lloyd dismisses the death uh, as as rumors. You know, he, he makes an announcement, hey everybody. This whole thing is just a rumor, ignore it, blah, blah, blah. Tells them to work as normal until they know what's going on. Right?
1: Yep. Back on program. Back
0: on program. 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 Back on program. Oh, program, okay. I don't want to get electrocuted. I don't want to get electrocuted. I don't want to get electrocuted. Later, uh, his prisoners, including Olaf, are working on the assembly pieces and Olaf is visibly exhausted and struggles, struggles to keep up with his colleagues. Um, he's he's, all, he's looks like he's almost falling asleep, right? Yep. Yep. Alright, so we go, we now go back to Ferrix and the doctor is doing his magic. He has bixen restraints. He says, hey, it's, the, the restraints aren't there, you know, to protect me. They're there to protect you because
2: yeah.
0: this, this treatment could uh, go badly for you, and we don't want you to, you know, fall and hit your head or something weird like that, right? (laughs) Yeah. When preparing the tools, uh, Gorse tells Bix that an outer rim moon called Dyson Frey, which is the home of a sentient species who were exterminated for opposing local imperial, opposing a local imperial airfield. They wouldn't let the Empire build an airfield there. Um, and he emphasizes the, the massacre of, of these uh, beings was broadcast as proof of the mission. Meaning it came across uh, imperial, imperial transmissions. He says the aliens made a, a, a weird kind of noise when they were dying. Um, an agonizing okay. sound, which he describes oh, as something oh. unique. <laughs> <laughs> Something weird like, like that.
1: He exactly. modified it, modulated it. Yeah. And now it sounds like a little kid screaming or something like that. Some stupid crap.
0: He says that um, the three communication <laughs> officers who were monitoring the broadcast were emotionally traumatized by the by the recording. Um, and he keeps on explaining, um, like you said, he's modified the recordings to make it sound more like children are dying instead of maybe adults and stuff. Um, And they tweaked it even more, right? They they enhanced it even more. Um, He places a headset on her head and she's like struggling, no, no, no. And he just puts it on there and makes sure it's firmly planted. And uh, he tells her that he can make a sonic torture end when she's willing to cooperate. And that's when we see uh, uh, Miro... Tell Bix to cooperate since repeated listings has caused the most damage to uh, people in the past. Um, and like I said, he forces her to wear it, remains strong, but finds herself screaming in torment. She's like, ah! She can't stand it, right? Following the uh-huh. session with torture on the headset, Miro asks Bix. Uh-huh. Bix my doggie. Uh, when Bix last spoke to Andor and Miro touches her face. and you, If you look at Miro, she's, she's gritting her teeth and everything. She's like... Ar, 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 ar. She's got that weird uh, mean person look, right? She touches mm-hmm. her face and, and stuff when she's interrogating her. She, we don't hear anything, but we know that probably something's being said after we walk away. Miro then tells Captain Tigo to keep Bix alive until she is the only one who can identify, because she's the only one who can identify Axis, which is you know yeah. the guy in the antique shop. They agree to hang Salmon Pax as a reminder to the locals of imperial authority, and they uh, and they uh, pick up take Bix out of the chair and throw in a mattress that's on the floor there right? on oh, a bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this is where we change, you know, so it's not as, uh, you know, sad and stuff. Um, you know, because those first two sections were pretty, uh, you know, rough. Uh, we switch now to um, to Coruscant at the Imperial Senate. Senator Mothma is uh, talking about exposing the empire for their new public safety legislation. And you can hear people in the background shouting, hey, shut up. You know, we like the empire. Um, She starts to describe um, public order uh, resentencing directive um, as governmental overreach and a march of authoritarianism, whatever. Authoritarianism, whatever that word is. What? Um, Authoritative, whatever that authority thing is. Um,
1: Authoritative.
0: yeah, something. She keeps getting insults and stuff from the uh, crowd, and she reminds her senators their duty is to the people uh, and they preserve the independence of the Senate. Uh, they weren't
1: listening. You we can listening. hear
0: some of them like turn off the lights in their little their little pod thing or whatever and basically yeah. leave. I, I don't know what's going on there. They're all ignoring her, right? Um, that,
1: means they don't care. that means they don't care.
0: Yep, they don't care. Uh, and then we see her uh, a few moments later. She's she's getting in the car and tells the the uh, driver um, that her or uh, the driver tells her that her cousin has arrived from Chandler, which is mm-hmm. you know the, her home planet, and is at the embassy here on uh, Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, she said arrived at the resident. She did. But I think I think the embassy is where Mothma, Mothma is staying at. Okay. Because she's from she's from Chandel, and she's a senator, so I think she stays at the embassy.
1: Okay.
0: I know it's confusing, but I, I, that's what it is. She she is uh, the the representative for the Chandalorian people, and I guess she stays at the embassy. Um, anyway, he does say residence, um, but it's at the embassy. Uh, Mothma and her daughter Lida meet she's cousin Vel, bit. cousin Vel, the, the daughter. Yeah, yeah. She's a little She's a little spoiled brat. She said I something about how her. She said something she about how her dad do. lets her do whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we we find out that the cousin is Vel, you know, from the uh, from the attack at the uh, Aldani uh, depot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that Val has brought Lita a dress. Um, and her mother says, "No, you can't have it. It's it's too too much." And um, she says, "What was your dad saying?" She says, "My dad will let me do whatever I want." So she goes and tries on the dress uh, anyway, and they're both. She comes out and they're both. Uh, wow, it looks pretty good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Val or the Leda walks off and they talk about um, rebellion. Uh, Val and, and Mothma talk about her work on rebellion. rebellion They don't call it out directly, but they're you know, they, they use like language to kind of hint about it. And Mothma asks if Val were at home if she's gonna return home to relatives or she's gonna be uh, continuing about. And Val says that um, she's got more work. Uh, she tells Mothma there's nothing happening but uh, she's devoted to the rebel cause uh, and there we go and uh, then we um, find out that Perrin, Mothma's husband is coming, returning to Chandra returning from Chandra today and Val claims that she's heading back uh, for the pilgrimage, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know what that is. That's some sort of festival thing. Um, when Parent asks Val if she will find a husband, Val says she, it's not on her list of priorities. She's <laughs> not looking. She's, uh, she's looking at uh, other women, right? Yep. What's her name? Chinch? Chanda? I don't know. But-
1: Chanda? But I like to be in the middle of that.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty hot sandwich, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Add some gravy.
0: And you hear, so they're at this table and the parents there, of course, and parents makes a comment about how, how Val is probably too old to get married anyway. Yeah. She's past her prime.
1: Uh, and talks about her mom's little boyfriend or
0: Yeah, Tay Colma, who he describes as Mothma's old uh, school boyfriend. (laughs) In private, uh, Mothma and Val are talking and Mothma tells her to pretend to be a spoiled rich girl and hide from her revel activities. Val says that she will try and reminds Mothma that she has chosen a side and and are fighting against the darkness. Uh, the two hug- cousins hug and later the driver arrives and ushers Val into a speeder carrying her log- mm-hmm. luggage and, and such. Um, and then we go back to uh, the ISB office. Mira Mir was delivering a report to the major about Bix and the interrogation. She admits that Callan You'll have no information about the identity of of Axis, um, and Miro states that Axis runs a pretty large operation that is not dependent on any one network or supplier. Callan provided them with a list of every piece of gear that came through, and she believes that they have uh, they'll be able to match the the, the units. Um, and find the safe house they operated on in Mayapella. Uh, when Supervisor Lonnie remarks that Andor is involved, Miro emphasizes that um, that's what she wanted to highlight. And Pedagraph describes Andor as a local thief and a murderer. And Miro tells the other ISB officers that Andor returned to Ferex three nights after the event, events on Aldani with money in his pocket. Hmm. Why would he have money?
1: When Captain
0: <laughs> asks if the money was delivered from the theft of the Starpath Path unit, uh, the other ISB uh, supervisor says, no, he left that behind. Hmm, where did he get the money? Uh, and Pettigrass is skeptical of the theory that um, Andor was part of the Aldani heist. Uh And they uh, they talk about how uh,
1: one of the other guys
0: talks about how all the people at the heist had sh- were shaven, they were clean shaven. Yeah. And how um, they have this picture some somehow of and or without a beard on, and this is this is one of, this has got to be one of those guys. He's right there in the, the video footage. We just don't have any witnesses because they killed everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so <laughs>
1: they killed everybody except the sandwich
0: yeah and uh the Major uh, agrees to allow Miro to continue to investigate the Eldenity connection Um. and he asks why Miro did not interrogate Andor's mother Marva and Miro says that she could be used as bait should Andor return she confirms the imperial authorities are are monitoring Marva heavily. Doesn't she say? She says we're on it. We're we're all over her, or something like that, right? Yep. And so, then we get to a surprising thing, which I kind of uh, predicted a little bit, but it was not quite exactly what I predicted. But um, so on Coruscant, uh, where uh, we see um, Cyril and his mother he's eating breakfast again, cereal of some sort, whatever, and uh, she's talking about how her son is neatly groomed, and he's got his hair cut. Ooh, yo, got you got your hair
1: I can't watch those scenes.
0: <laughs> I know they're hard to watch, but to me... I can't. You know,
1: it's flashbacks to my life.
0: I, it's flashbacks to mine, too, but to me, it's <laughs> since since I'm... I'm over it and past it. It's it's funny now. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's funny but it's like Okay. So what? You should have taken me back in. I'm your son. But so what? Yeah. What's the yeah. fucking and, big deal?
0: Exactly. And she's like uh she's she's complaining that um she was neglected for all these years and such and oh, my God. he's like, "Hey, uh I know that you've been searching my, my stuff. You've been in my secret box, whatever he calls it. My secret private
1: got, box. box.
0: Yeah, he says I've got ways I've got ways of telling that you've been in there. <laughs> um Yeah, and, and uh, you know, she she harps at him some more and he uh he mm-hmm. he lets loose that he's been promoted on his job. Mm-hmm. And so uh all changes. And everything changes she's all happy for him and she pours in more cereal and she starts doing stuff and ooh, she's jumping off the walls and I don't know we here hear what they call her drilling her is what it uncle says
1: be so proud of you
0: so proud of you your uncle Harlow is is gonna be so happy um and so on and so on so it changes exactly so soon as she finds out he's done something great uh, it changes uh and then uh, we see a quick scene where uh, Bix is still in her cell, uh, you know, being all silent and sexy and, and sweaty and whatever. And then we switch to Cyril standing outside the ISB office waiting for Miro to come up. And he comes up and confronts her.
1: I, 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 you want to know what I think? Yeah. I, I think he's hot for her.
0: I think he's got a little thing for her, too. I think he's got a little thing, but he also ha- has a thing for her because he knows she is going to find out what's going on, and that's what he wants to do. And that, that kind of turns him on a little bit, you know. Yeah, turns him on a little bit. Um,
1: her power, okay, so, her power.
0: Yeah, and, and he he says, "I know what you did by getting me this promotion," and she, uh, you know, basically denies that she did that; that she doesn't want. Um any I mean, credit for any of it?
1: And she gra- and he grabs her arm and she's like, What? You're touching me?
0: Yeah. She uh she basically says she gave him a clean bill of health um mm-hmm. after their uh you know interrogation or whatever. And uh it's restoring his fortunes back to uh you know um back with to the way he, he was going before. Um and she mentions he's stalking her. Right? She says, "Are you stalking yeah, me? Are you, are you, you watching me? me? Any further unsolicited visits will land you in trouble."
1: Oh, come on! Yeah, you we know you want. But she—it's just like she's an old maid or something.
0: <laughs> well, she's she's got those those teeth too. She's showing again. She's all growing. Yeah. Rrr. At him, um, she grabs her arm and. Um, he basically tells her that uh he you know he's got a thing for her. And he's he's uh yeah. he's got the hots for her and he wants uh he wants to be involved as much as possible in this uh mission or whatever. And I think it's more of uh he's got the hots for her and he thinks they can make a great couple. <laughs> um we do great things together. And then we see uh another scene where Tay uh Mothma's um banker friend or old old <laughs> high school friend oh, discuss oh, the oh, matters oh, of donation oh, oh. to the secret charity um, and that the authorities are noticing suspicious transactions a credit of uh, 400,000 credits has disappeared from the ledger. Okay. Uh, and he suggests masking it as a deposit. And Coleman asked Mathma if she is in trouble, and uh, she or he reassures her that she's not in trouble unless they scan the accounts and warns that the time is limited, that they will scan. Uh, Mothma asks for a loan, and Kalma advises Mothma seek a Chandlerlin banker named Davos Goldin. Uh and this guy apparently is, uh, you know, not necessarily a... Uh, He's a gangster. Good. He's not a good citizen, right? He's a gangster. No. Um, and and uh, that's when Mothma points out he's a, he's a wealthy criminal. And and, and Colma says, well, they have little choice because of the tax laws. Um, this may be their only method that they can do that. And, hey, mm-hmm. Dougie. Uh, Mothma is concerned that Skolden will notice the 400 credits missing. And, Coma reassures he doesn't doesn't concern himself with that kind of stuff, with what customers do, um, and they need to meet. Mothma is reluctant to meet the criminal, um, and Coma offers to keep looking for other sources. Yeah, so that was kind of a weird thing. She's still trying to figure out how to cover her money that she's giving to the Rebellion, I guess is what that is. Yeah. Um, and then we hear uh, Attendant Hear it informs Miro that an Imperial authorities have captured a Rebel pilot who had stole an Imperial masking unit. The prisoner has been detained on a Star Destroyer above Stigard, and Miro tells Herit to dispatch Gorst to interrogate the prisoner. Herit says that he has already sent Gorst on the way, and Miro tells him that she will conduct the interrogation remotely. Uh, and then Miro and Herit's uh, brief. The major paragraphs about the captured rebel pilot. The prisoner claimed that he did not contact anyone during his escape attempt. Uh, Adds the mask, the masking unit device stolen from the Imperial Naval Yard, and on Losstach the previous year. Supervisors, London Terek terror- and Lariget enter the room, and they are informed about the um, capture. And Peregras believes that Krieger is unaware of the pilot's capture and the prisoner is telling them that Krieger plans to raid the power station on Spellhouse, which I don't know who this, I mean, one of uh, Andor's aliases is Krieg, but not Krieger. Um and uh this june guy learns that the pilot was heading to kathrine he warns uh krieger's group to realize he's missing blah, blah blah destroy his ship and make it look like an accident right they want yeah, to yeah. uh basically maroon really the in ship the
1: traffic or something.
0: yeah put it in the traffic so it gets discovered but they want to kill him so someone else discovers him so it doesn't point back to the ISB. right right uh quickly ship drift off of the traffic Um, and then we uh, go back to the factory and Andor is pushing trolleys around with the machinery on it and Olaf begins tiring intercoms informs the inmates at the load yield table low yield tables in position get into your you know your uh, thing. Put your arms up. Loy orders table two to take the shifts by the six racks and three. He orders table one to get on the box, which is a box in the middle there where they uh, bzz, they shock them because they were performing bad. Um, and they're all supposed to be uh on on position or whatever this is thing, right? Mm-hmm. On on program. And uh, we see Olaf is having troubles. Uh, doing that. He tries to raise his arms, and he falls down kind of thing, and yep. um, and, and such, and they're trying to hold him up, and L- L- Loi calls Zinka to call for a medic, telling another prisoner to get going. Loi tries to reassure Olaf that it is only a few more shifts before he can go home. Later, the medic, um, named Rasiv, who is a fellow prisoner, attends the exhausted Olaf and applies an oxygen mask. Loy vouches for Olaf telling Rasev that he has only 40 shifts left and is is as tough as a screw, whatever. Um, The uh, guy, uh, Rasev, examines him and says that Olaf has suffered a massive stroke at some point Um, and he doesn't have the resources to treat him. Uh, and then uh, Rassiv calls the guard for a bag and a trolley, and uh, Rassiv instructs Loy and and andor to hold his shoulders and legs while he administers a drug that will basically uh, kill uh, Olaf because he's not going to make it much longer anyway, right? Rolos, Rol- Rassiv is evasive about the events on level two, telling Loy to keep his men in line, and and. Uh, while they're uh, standing there, and Olaf passes away. He does a little uh, breath thing, and then turns his head sideways mm-hmm. and passes passes away. Um, and Loy, this time, asks about the events on level two. And he... Rassif reminds him the guard... The guard
1: yeah, he to go... Everybody, right? oh, like, That's what he said, right?
0: Yeah, he says, after the guard leaves, he says, uh, a man who was released on level four ended up back on level two the following day the word got out and they killed them all on level two mm-hmm. that's what he said specifically um and then that's when andor, andor and Loy realize that nobody is actually leaving the prison mm-hmm. and uh you know ross kind of kind of confirms that right
1: to another floor or something right right is that what you took from it yeah
0: yep exactly and that's when the guard comes back with the uh thing and he tells him to leave. Um,
1: get
0: and now now Loy is uh yeah, get on program. Now Loy is being cooperative. Loy tells Andor that there are no more than twelve guards on each level. Program. Get on program. Right. Yeah. And uh they that's that's when the credits roll right after that. Yep. So uh, Loy is on board with the uh, prison escape, uh, basically, right? Yep. All right. I'm going to push this button and then we'll get into talking about this. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y1300 Freighter to a Vespa Hovering Scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Mod and Repair Shop, where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Mos Eisley Spaceport, Hangar 35. That's right. Get your ship fixed up, right? Alright, so, um, a lot happened there. We got, um, you know, the interrogation of Bix. We got lots of information about the prison. And uh, there was a little bit about uh, Mothma and her uh, her trying to uh, cover her tracks for financing the rebellion stuff. So, anything else you need to say about that, Scott? You got any ideas or questions or thoughts, predictions? Uh yes,
1: it's, it's. I mean, what, how many are in this in the show? Sixteen. How many episodes?
0: Uh, I think it's 12. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's find out for sure. I don't know. So that was episode nine, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, maybe it is 60. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was 12. Let's see. Disney. Probably Andor. Hand, right? Here we go. So dang it that's not what i wanted to see it tells me there's nine uh, on there it doesn't tell me how many is total i saw it somewhere it's on a site somewhere i sent you something a while back i think it's 12 yeah well i think uh um 11 and 12 are, are a two-parter yeah it's like the finale two-parter the right yeah, because they're, they're grouped in groups of three. Um, so we had the first three, a second three, and now we're in the third three. And I think it's actually going to be four, because we got the last two together, right? Could be three, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I think we're going to... Next episode 10 is going to be more about um, the prison thing, and they're going to find out even more, and uh, they're maybe going to attempt to escape you think? And maybe uh, uh some a bunch of them get killed them or something?
1: Gas, you know, they don't have any weapons yet or you know. Yeah, they don't I don't know what that I don't know what that thing he was cutting, whether that was a like a gas leak or a gas line or something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Some sort of pipe of some sort. But it was a. Yeah. it was in a flexible tube, so it had to be you know, he was cutting on it, and it was moving a little bit, so it had to be like a, you know, like you said, some sort of gas line, some sort of, uh, you know, maybe a air return or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, well, I saw something on the Internet that, you know, you know, the antiqu- Antiquities guy? There's speculation. I mean, there's speculation. of. About-
0: Yep. So that's that's right. So yeah. So there's episode ten next, and then there's eleven and twelve. Those last two episodes. Oh, Antique, Antiqua. Did you hear me? Now you kind of cut Did out a little bit. Ant- guy? Yep
1: might be a Sith.
0: Really? I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, it could be because the Sith were uh, trying to create dissent because they wanted uh, all the stuff to happen um, so Order 66 would come about. I mean, you have to think everything that Palpatine planned had to do with getting Order 66 to come about. Even the uh, clone troopers and everything—all of it was. Uh, so the idea that people would stop trusting the Jedi. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So he could be a Sith Lord that's trying to do that, or some some Sith uh, actor of some sort. I mean, it's antique just... guy. Luthen 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 Rial is his name. Luthen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. He could be, and, and, um, you know, that's, uh, kind of what we find out, you know, what, uh, Dooku is doing when we see tales of, An- tales of the Jedi too. Dooku is trying to
2: yeah.
0: create dissent too. um, what do you think, uh, our question of the week should be Scott? Will they make an attempt on episode ten? Attempt to escape?
1: Yeah. Or, or you know, will uh, uh, the uh, supervisor, Roy, Roy, will, super, will will the supervisor turn him in? Bring, bring him in on the inside and give him a job on the inside or give him a give him a his security job back, but at a higher higher rank so he could be closer to the action.
0: You talking about in the prison? No. Cyril, yeah. Cyril uh, yeah. the stalker. So will Cyril get a, another promotion, um, so that he can pay more attention to the uh, to the investigation? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good one. Will Cyril get a promotion, well, there's or something
1: there. there's something there that's devious between both of them that you know? I think if, actually, if, honestly, if she asked, if she asks him to do a job.
0: He'll do it. I'm sure of will do it. He'll do it. And I think honestly, I think she has a thing for him too. She likes the idea that she that he kind of uh is into her.
1: Yeah, that 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 he actually touched her. And,
0: whoa, hold on. Yeah, I like it. Will Cyril get get or find more ways to be involved in the investigation? That's what I'm saying. So we so have that. They didn't,
1: they didn't they didn't even say what the promotion was.
0: Yeah, not really. He said he was promoted uh up another level. He didn't really say what it was at all. I what? am going another to another
1: level in the cubicle farm.
0: Exactly. He gets to go up another oh, floor. <laughs> he gets to go up another floor. So, um, I'm going to discuss for a moment that we, uh, well, we, we published all the, uh, the audio versions of um, Tales of the Jedi, uh, episodes one through six. I'm working on the video. I think I've got, you saw today, I got episode two up on YouTube. Um, I've got three, four, five, six to go. And then we have this episode we're recording right now. Um, And I think since Tales of the Jedi is a different kind of thing, I'm just going to try to do maybe one or two a day to get up on the video. I'm not in a hurry. Um, You know, hopefully people will watch them and maybe ask questions about them. You know, they haven't yet, but let's hope so. Um, You can review them. Like I said, some of them are really short. I think the shortest one I did um, for my recording was, was 11 minutes. The, the shows, the longest episode on the show is, is 19 minutes long. The rest of them are shorter than that. Um, there was a couple of them that were 15. There was a couple that were, um, you know, 17 yeah. and, and stuff. But they were pretty short. So, um, you know, figure that out. Uh, we'd love it if you'd go give us some feedback. Um, you can do that at feedback at KyleJohanson.us. You can go to our website on the left-hand side, one of those sides over there, and click on the link that says feedback. Fill out the form, send it to us, and we'll talk about it on the show. Um, you can go and do the answer these questions of the week that we keep talking about. You know, Let us know what your opinion is. Give us something more to discuss. And also go to our YouTube page and make comments on the videos Uh, out there as well, and we'll talk about those. Um, So, yeah, we want your feedback. Feedback, right? Feedback. Feedback. I don't know. So, tell me, Scott, you uh, originally thought that the show was kind of boring and getting kind of is it still that way for you, or has it gotten better?
1: Slowly, it's getting better. It's getting better? You know, I think it's I, I think they're spending too much time like in the pl- prison where like on second or third episode that where he's still in prison and they're still trying to find him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he I guess maybe they're... He, he was smart enough to use a different name.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't mean... Mm. Yeah, he's got several different aliases and stuff that for his... Uh... Criminal activities, I guess, but so yeah, he's got a different you know. name, so he hasn't been flagged yet. I think, <laughs> I think it's a combination need to get of get two things we that need are
1: to get out of there. So
0: yeah, because I think eventually they're gonna figure out his alias, Keith or whatever is, it is, and they're gonna say, "Oh my gosh, he's in prison in and, and Can, of, can of for uh, Five. We gotta go get him, put him on trial, and interrogate him, Arr, get him." getting the mirror to show our teeth again, Arr. you know, we got to do that. Um, so that, I mean that he's got to get out of there before that happens. Cause if he, he doesn't, he's dead for sure. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're going to put him, they're going to kill him for all the things he did and all the trouble he caused. Um, kind of like the, uh, the ship guy that they are, they're, they're going to kill him and let him ship float around until somebody finds him.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think I, I think at least the next three episodes are all going to be about that. He's going to be, you know, devising the plan, um, and you know somebody's going to figure out from the ISB, and um, Cyril and Mirror are going to hook it up, and good boy, chicka chicka wow wow, wow. and then uh, she's going to figure out. Oh my gosh, this Kiefer guy is in prison, and he looks just like Andor. Let's go get him. Yep, and. So he's going to be fighting to get out and fighting the fact that she's coming to get him. And oh, my gosh, it's so crazy. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's going to explode and the Death Star is dead. Are
1: they going to get him? Whoa. Yeah. Hey, so what do you think they're making?
0: I don't know. I don't know, really. I mean, I that was one of the questions I asked for the question of the week. Last week or something like that. I think it's a. They I don't
1: know. Say, they, I, say on the, they, they say on the internet it's a base for that long range droid you know like that was Luke killed. You know the black ones with the yeah hanging down tentacles and crap like that.
0: I don't know, but I mean, it could be. I mean, those they put these tubes in there and screw the tubes in, tighten them mm-hmm. in. Um, and we don't know what's in those tubes because they come to them pre-done already. Yeah. Um. But that's an awful lot of probe droids, though. Really. I mean, that's a lot.
1: What do you mean? That that they send them all over. I know. It, everybody.
0: I know. I guess you're right, but still, they're making, uh, you know, over a hundred and some of them per table per day. Mm-hmm. So and there's five tables. What seven tables on each floor?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So one
0: hundred times seven is seven hundred and something. Times how many floors? Which we don't know how many floors there are.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: We don't know how many floors.
1: Yeah. Well, why? Why? Why would every floor be making the same thing?
0: Well, why not? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Maybe wouldn't the they? other parts. Maybe the parts at floor two has Go to four three and they put something else on it hmm. just, like, just like just like uh Ford huh? uh, um out there um God nicks. you know not everybody not everybody's in the circle of knowing what their part's going to be put on it's true I can't say what the place is but you know
0: well f- yeah that's yeah. the new place in the Grandview they call yeah. it the uh uh nuclear something headquarters nuclear security yeah. headquarters oh. that's what they call it now that uh, work there. yeah I got a couple too my my old boss works there yeah all right we better wrap this up what do you think? okay thank you for listening to the rebel alliance briefing room podcast please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes that's h-t-t-p-s colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r that's r a e r dot k-a-i-l-e j-o-h-a-n s-e-n dot u-s Yes. Left hand side is a navigation menu. Ooh, 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 you can left use hand us side to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet, and we have links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, feedback. all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r a b r dot k a i l e US. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way like views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted. By Lucas Films Ltd, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, <laughs> production, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited.
1: Prohibited.
0: I'm Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Where's my mouse?
2: Stop recording.